0: Get your personalized plan today at noom.com real noom user compensated to provide their story in four weeks the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week individual results may vary
1: afternoon about four years ago inside my house three helmeted figures appeared out of light gray mist next to my kitchen all wore helmets and loose spaceship like suits all with greenish glow. What struck me most about all three were big googles each wore inside their helmets. Two appeared to be using probes to take samples from my house walls, floors and kitchen items. Third one, acted like their leader, saw me looking, came towards me, got in my face and, mentally, angrily communicated you can't see me. I replied, both verbally and mentally, Yes I can at which point that humanoid appeared to be having a temper tantrum and again, mentally, you can't see me, you're not one of us. While the above might seem strange or unbelievable to you, it's actually affirmation for me about encounter in my childhood which I'll briefly relate. I was maybe four years old, we lived rural an old couple across the street raised a few chickens. They liked me and let me visit and help feed chickens, candle eggs. One day I just went over to see the chickens and saw several humanoid figures wearing goggles, suits, helmets, all appeared green in color. Most had syringe? Using to take samples? From chickens, the ground, wooden coo, trees. Looking beyond I saw, again I was only four years old, not afraid, just wondering and accepting whatever I saw as a child, more of them in my neighbor's orchard. One helmeted figure saw me looking, came over and telepathically told me you can see me, you must be one of us, and tone of communication was welcoming and happy. He shared more about them and communicated what they were doing, but that was beyond me as small child. In both encounters I could actually sense how they were as creatures, the humanoids to me were clearly male and mammal-like, that's how they felt. My using capital letters for sense and felt says my having an extrasensory feel for them as individuals, their minds and bodies. Over years I've had encounters with humanoids and other, temporal and paranormal, creatures to include reptilian. This is my third posting on reddit about my encounters, each time I sense something tries to prevent my sharing. At some point I'll post how I try to handle now and over past years. A few months ago, one night I, female 22, was driving back from my friend's house while on the phone with another friend, he was on speaker. Don't worry, I don't text and drive lol. Anyways I'm coasting through a neighborhood I've been through multiple times, chatting away, when I see this tall white figure standing in the middle of the road, like right on the yellow lines, facing my direction and completely still. It was bald and it looked like it was wearing long robes or something. The thing was also way taller than a human because at first I thought it was a homeless person but as I kept driving and tried to register what was happening. It like swooshed beside my car and I screamed. My best friend was yelling are you okay? On my speaker phone. The white glowing thing had stood beside my car outside my window, just perfectly still as I drove by and at first I thought it was glowing because of my headlights. But it was still glowing as it was beside me, still facing the road and so tall its hips were at my eye level. I kept driving, shell-shocked. I got home safely but completely freaked out. I asked my dad what he thought it could be, because he's super religious. His guess was something from a different dimension. I feel crazy but I know what I saw. I was completely sober and wide awake too. Ever since this happened it's been on my mind. I've kind of been hoping I would see the thing again, just for confirmation I'm not crazy. Has anyone ever experienced something like this? Edit. Thank you to everyone giving me your input and not calling me crazy. Lol, I'm sorry if this story was disjointed or difficult to read, but I appreciate all your comments. My wife from the Philippines, She seen a giant as a child in the province while washing clothes with her mother down at the river near their old home. My older brother and deceased grandfather explained seeing something that sounded like most dogman accounts on our family farm back in Kentucky. My mother, whom was a devout born-again Christian woman slash that had never in her life heard of the whole reptilian conspiracy, watched a man playing the organ in church change into what she described as a serpent for a split second. She said he had a reaction to the fact that he changed and looked around to see if anyone noticed, she was the only person that seen it, and when he seen the expression on her face as she stood there looking at him, she said he just grinned at her. I'd like to add, the man she seen change, although he was in church playing the organ, is a convicted chamo. Me myself, I have in my possession, a video of what I thought was a UFO but turned out to be an orb just a bit larger than a man. It came all the way down from looking like a star in the sky to being right directly behind the guard shack I was in on the other side of the door from me. I couldn't see it with my naked eye, only the night vision cameras which I was able to rewind and fast forward, if you're curious how I was able to document the entire experience. I got the recording while doing graveyard shift security job in a truck dock at a cigar factory. If I can ever figure out how to combine all my videos from that night, I'll gladly share them with the community. I was getting home late with my older sister, I'll call her Sarah, it was around 10 10 My parent told us to go grab some things from the backyard as a windstorm was coming. For reference we lived in a trailer park at the time and there was a giant hill in our backyard that hit a power plant. I always hated going in the backyard at night because there was no light. Sarah said she thought she heard a noise but we assumed it was our dad. Sarah called dad? And our dad came out of the house. We didn't panic but there were stray cats everywhere that could have made that noise. Our dad went inside and we started towards the door and I stopped when I saw a deer-like figure run on its hind legs to the hill. I wouldn't have thought much of it if we lived by woods or something but we lived in a trailer in the middle of a super-populated town. My sister saw it too and we could never figure out what it was. I just recently learned about skinwalkers and don't know much about them but think this could possibly be one. Any opinions? I am a park ranger at Sequoia National Park, a place known for its towering redwoods and breathtaking vistas. The park spans over 400,000 acres and is home to some of the oldest and largest trees in the world. As a ranger, I often patrol the park alone, but I never felt afraid until one night when everything changed. I was on a routine patrol when I heard a strange noise coming from the trees. It sounded like something large was moving through the forest. I dismissed it as an animal and continued on my way, but the noise persisted, getting louder and closer. Suddenly, I caught a glimpse of a large, hairy creature lurking in the shadows. It was Bigfoot. I froze, unsure of what to do. The creature began to approach me, its eyes glowing in the darkness. I tried to back away, but I stumbled and fell, injuring my ankle in the process. Bigfoot was now standing over me. Its massive arms raised as if to strike. I braced myself for the worst, but the creature suddenly stopped and looked up at the sky. It let out a deafening roar before disappearing into the trees. I lay there, stunned and terrified, unsure of what had just happened. When I reported the incident to my colleagues, they dismissed it as a hallucination or a prank. But I knew what I had seen. I had encountered the legendary creature of the woods, Bigfoot. From that night on, I was never the same. I became obsessed with the idea of Bigfoot and spent every moment researching and studying the creature. I discovered countless stories of Bigfoot sightings and encounters, each one more terrifying than the last. But what scared me the most was the realization that I was not alone in the woods. There were creatures out there, lurking in the shadows, waiting to strike. And while most people would never encounter them, I knew the truth. Bigfoot was real, and it was out there, waiting for its next victim. This happened to my brother and I during August of 2018, and I've been trying to find the right place to share it because it's the only unexplained experience I've really had and I wanted to share. I was moving across the country from the east coast to the west coast, and decided to bring my brother with me for the journey so I wouldn't be alone. He was pretty excited, and for one of our stops we planned on staying near Phoenix since he had lived there previously and wanted to see old friends. We had a late start on the day we were supposed to arrive in Arizona due to some unexpected bad weather in Oklahoma, and we didn't cross the border between Arizona and New Mexico until around 10 pm. The majority of the day's drive had been uneventful, but when we crossed into Arizona we began seeing road signs about an escaped convict. We laughed and joked about it, and we got to talking about how kind of eerie Arizona is. I made a comment about how I could see how someone might think they could see something crazy out in the middle of nowhere, and then my brother jokingly said as long as we don't mention skinwalkers, we'll be fine. When I asked what he meant by that, My brother proceeded to tell me about how a friend of his he'd met in Phoenix was very superstitious and told he and his other friends not to even mention Skinwalkers when someone had brought them up in conversation with him once. I don't think we said much more on the topic after that and switched to talking about less spooky topics. We were somewhere on Interstate 40 and seeing signs for Petrified Forest National Park and our phone signal was getting patchy because we were out in the middle of nowhere. Navigation wasn't working great due to the poor signal and Spotify was getting choppy enough we had to just turn it off. I think I may have spotted it first. Something ran over the guardrail in front of us and I had to hit the brakes. At first glance I thought it was a deer because it had a long neck and thin legs. But its body was also long and cat-like, it had what looked like a cougar tail, and it had an almost wolfish head with short ears. Its limbs were pretty long and the way it moved was really unnatural. We screamed as it slowed down enough to give us a look and then it disappeared over the guardrail on the opposite side of the road and disappeared into the desert. We screamed and then started laughing hysterically as we tried to piece together what we'd just seen. We stammered for a few minutes trying to figure out if it was and Spotify suddenly kicked back on. To this day, I can't explain what we saw. Deformed cougar with mange is the best way I can describe it, but the experience was incredibly surreal and still gives me chills. I saw the hat man twice in one week when being depressed and very anxious. I did a lot of research and there happened to be many types of shadow people, including the hat man. The first time I saw him, I was paralyzed, sleep paralysis and was deeply frightened. Firstly, he was walking in the hallway and before I knew it, he was standing in front of me. Although he didn't have any facial features, no eyes, I could still feel him staring at me. He did have this type of hat and was about 6 feet tall, pitch black. When I woke up in the morning, I kinda felt a sense of relief and my anxiety was gone. The second time I wasn't paralyzed and just felt neutral, I wasn't scared at all but I wasn't happy to see him either. Both times he was watching me from the end of my bed. Never saw him since, I was 16 at the time, now I'm 22. I don't think the hat man is a dangerous type of shadow person, he's mostly satisfied by just observing which can still be scary though. I live in Connecticut, in the middle of the woods. My dad is not the type to believe in any kind of supernatural phenomena and he's a pretty logical person. Some background, a few years ago a friend of mine who lives nearby saw a crawler in his backyard. It was terrifying for him, he was shaking as he told me about his experience. He's not the type to make up stories and I could tell he wasn't trying to bulls me. My dad and I were discussing creatures in the woods a couple nights ago, raccoons, deer, etc., when I mentioned cryptids. My dad then proceeded to tell me a story of him and his friend spotting one on his friend's security camera. He gave me an exact detailed description of a crawler every detail was accurate to both my friend's description from that story years back and from stories I've read online. I explained what crawlers are and told him of my friend's experience. He's been freaked out ever since, understandably so, he hadn't heard of crawlers before I told him but says that's definitely what he saw. Initially he thought a friend or the camera company was playing a prank, but whatever he saw was definitely real. He says whenever him or any of his friends are alone at the site of the sighting they feel totally unnerved, like they're being watched or stalked. Wanted to post about it just need to say, for the record, I do believe in these things. Super interesting phenomena and although I myself am a skeptic you can't deny that there's something out there. Thanks for reading. I have recently learned what skinwalkers are, and it completely made sense of an event that happened to me as a child that I had previously completely blocked out of my brain. I don't believe I was targeted in this scenario, but I do know that this absolutely happened, I was not dreaming, etc. I was about 11 years old, visiting my mom's extended family in California with my parents and siblings. I had been there before, and I always slept alone on an air mattress in the living room slash sun room, which had a greenhouse-like glass-paned wall to the front of the house, facing the street. My air mattress was tucked behind a couch, so it's not like anyone could look inside and see me. The house was also about 75-100 feet back from the road, with a large gate in the front, so I didn't feel exposed at all in that front room. It was a usual summer evening, and everyone settled into bed. I remember that I used to like to stay up late playing games on my Nintendo DS or iPod, especially on vacation. I had been on my iPod getting a little sleepy when I started to hear strange rustling noises coming from outside. I sat up and peered outside, but couldn't see anything out of the ordinary. The road outside was dimly lit by a streetlight, so any animals I would have seen. I figured it was probably an animal in a bush somewhere, so I put my iPod down and tried to go to sleep, though my eyes were still pinned to the window out of curiosity. A few quiet minutes pass, and I convince myself that it was nothing. The minute I laid back down, Something across the street caught my eye and I darted back up. Completely silently, I saw what appeared to be two coyote-like figures, only they were mainly walking on their hind legs, which looked much bigger than their front ones. They appeared to be six or seven feet tall. There was absolutely no noise at all. I could not believe what I was seeing. One of them turned to look towards me, so I ducked my head down behind the couch. After a few moments, I slowly peeked again. They continued walking the same direction until I couldn't see them anymore. So I finally went to bed. At the time I don't think I was super freaked out, I figured it must have been some sort of animal. I never asked anyone about it, though, and only as an adult did I realize that there are no such animals like the ones I saw. I know coyotes exist and are abundant in California. But they do not walk on their hind legs and they're certainly not seven feet tall. I am now convinced that I saw two skinwalkers that night. So I'm not new to seeing the hat man, but something happened a few weeks ago that really disturbed me. I've seen hat man since I was a child. Not consistently, but every once in a while. I have always been terrified of him, but I got to accept him more as I've grown up, 26 female. He would sometimes talk to me, very briefly, and it was always like he was waiting for something. But a few weeks ago I had been sick and right before I went to bed, I saw him again. Usually I would always see him as I was falling asleep or waking up, I tried to blame sleep paralysis for a long time. This time, I was fully awake. There he was, just standing there in the corner of my room. I was scared, but I've gotten used to him, so I didn't totally freak out. But then he sort of pointed his finger and suddenly a woman appeared. A fully colored woman. She was in her late 30s to early 40s, wearing a blue hoodie and with shortish red hair. She smiled at me and reached out her hand and all of the sudden I realized that she had come there to take me away because I was dying. I was so sure of this. There wasn't a doubt in my mind. I hate the thought of dying. I refused to go with her. I looked back at the shadow man, almost pleading with him. Then the woman moved closer to me, still with an outstretched hand, and I knew it was time. I suddenly felt really defiant and screamed at the woman at the top of my lungs. She vanished and I was left standing in my room shaking. My whole family heard me scream and came running. They found me shaking with a fever. I ate something, drank something, and took a fever reducer and then went back to bed. But I can't help but feel like the hat man sent a ghost to me to harvest my soul because he knew he always scares the crap out of me. So, I'm telling my mom what I saw, not about the hat man, but about the ghost, and she tells my grandma. And apparently, the last owner of the house fit my description perfectly. She even wore a blue hoodie all the time. I had no idea about this beforehand so I was shocked. She died in the house at a relatively young age and they didn't find her body until it was already starting to decompose. So I'm not new to seeing the hat man, but something happened a few weeks ago that really disturbed me. I've seen hat man since I was a child. Not consistently, but every once in a while. I have always been terrified of him. But I got to accept him more as I've grown up, 26 female. He would sometimes talk to me, very briefly, and it was always like he was waiting for something. This one happened to me in the early 2010s and admittedly did not happen on the Navajo reservation, but it did take place on another reservation nearby. One night me and a friend were chilling at his house playing games and decided to go out for some late night food. Being that it was past midnight the only option was the 24 hour McDonald's. After getting our food we decided to just cruise around the back roads for fun. The area we were driving wasn't well known to us since we were driving on another tribe's land, but my friend had a general sense of where he was going. The road we were on led us out to the middle of nowhere. We finally stopped and pulled over on top of this big mesa where the road went down in a snake-like pattern. It was night time like I said, but you could still see a long way off in the distance from our little vantage point including house lights in the distance where the road led. After getting out of the car I walked closer to the edge of this overlook point and started howling and screaming to hear my echo. I did that for a few minutes before I walked to the very edge and looked down. I saw a light from a window just below me, close enough to where I could have thrown a stone and hit it. I distinctly remember the light looking like it was from a candle with the flickering, but definitely wasn't dim like a candle would be. I also recall that the windowsill portion was made of stone and looked like an adobe house. Since I was higher up and at an angle I couldn't see inside the window and I couldn't make out what the house looked like in general. All I saw was a light coming from a window. At that point I turned to my friend and said something like, dude there's a house just right there as I pointed to it. We better get out of here before they call the cops on us for screaming my friend looked over and saw the light from the window too. He laughed and agreed so we both got in his car and split. Nothing spooky or creepy even crossed my mind that night, just that I may have scared someone in their house with my screaming. A few weeks later me and the same friend went cruising around again but this time during the day. We visited the same area and pulled over to look at the view. I went back to the edge of the mesa and looked over, but to my surprise there was nothing there. Not only was there no sign of the house, but a house couldn't have been built there in the first place. It was way too steep and rocky. Just boulders, sand and weeds. I relayed this info to my friend and he looked over the edge too and that's when we both were like what the F did we see that night then? My story ends years later when I met and befriended a co-worker who lived and grew up on the reservation where that Mesa overlook was. We began trading scary stories, that guy has some crazy shit he experienced out there, and I told him about seeing the adobe house at night that wasn't there in the daytime. He laughed and said something like, Dude you saw the witch house I asked him to explain and he said that the area I was in was known for being a spot that people stay away from at night. Apparently witches hang out there now and then and there is a small adobe house on that cliff side but it's very small. Like something your average person would have to crawl to get into. He doesn't know much more than that, but says he knew plenty of stories of people seeing it lit up at night. So that's my true story about seeing a possible witch house. Just like how skinwalkers are Navajo witches, there are other similar witches for other tribes. I don't know the name given to the one I saw, but it's a cool little story to have in my pocket. (coughs) Boyfriend at the time and I moved into a farmhouse. Soy beans in the field in front, corn surrounding the house. The nearest neighbor was a few hundred yards away, only one light on the road. The head of our bed was right under a window. We both just returned from a deployment from Afghanistan and I hated how quiet it was out there on the farm. Boyfriend started mumbling something in his sleep and I asked him huh? What are you saying? He leans up on his arm and peeks out the blinds, they're coming, they're getting closer. What the F? What are you talking about? He goes right to sleep without answering me. I'm laying there all wide-eyed and spooked but bring myself to look out the window. I see a few sets of eyes looking back at me, my heart sinks to my stomach. Took a while to register that I was looking at coyotes. Sighed with relief, but couldn't fall asleep. That night I learned that my boyfriend was an avid sleep talker. We could have full conversations and he couldn't recall anything the next morning. He said he had no clue that there were coyotes out there. I lost a lot of sleep those three years. I was on a ruck run or all day land navigation course for training and it's getting real dark in the woods and I get the feeling I'm being watched. I figure it's one of the instructors shadowing me so I stop and look out into the brush off the little game trail I was on but I couldn't make anything out. I shake it off and keep on my way because this is timed evolution. Then I hear loud thumping footsteps and it sounds bipedal and huge. I freeze up and and my natural night vision was kicking in a couple of minutes ago and I see this big ass tree and I see something move behind it and I figure it's just a hog or black bear because they frequent the area. Also I'm trying to rationalize. I stand up tall and growl kinda throaty under my breath not really loud at all and not two seconds later this monstrous or demonic growl like in the movies when that monster roars like that happens. I'm a man of science but at the time all I'm thinking is paranormal and I Usain Bolt laser beam the F out of there until I make it to a checkpoint and catch my breath. And try to explain to the watchman what happened. Naturally they told me it was a bear and to stop being a bitch. This bothers me till this day. I have been to the zoo and heard lions roar. I grew up hunting with my family and heard grizzlies too and this wasn't that. It was so loud and alien like something I've never heard before and loud like a metal concert. I felt real small and vulnerable that night. I was in Friedrich Park, a large hilly bird preserve, with meadows and forests, and miles of trails, in San Antonio, on the high meadow. I looked out into the high grass and saw huge, blue-green eyes. The cat they were attached to was about the size of a very large German Shepherd. I thought, interesting, and ran. I made it to the part of the park that has stairs made of logs. The park has been the subject of several Eagle Scout projects, and there are vertical, raggedy ladders in the hillside. Past the climb up, log stairs go down into dense, dark, live oak forest, at about a 70-degree angle in some places. You have to hang on to trees to stay vertical on the path. In the forest, I heard nothing. I took the long loop through the back of the park, down through the wooded riverbed and up through the stone sheep trails at the edge of the cliffs. In a tunnel of trees, I heard something, and then saw the mountain lion, again. It was looking at me, again in the long grass, it must have tracked me for miles. I ran, as fast as I could over uneven limestone rock formations, until I got back to a paved path. I met a couple with children and told them not to go up. Apparently, you're not supposed to run for mountain lions. I was in Qatar on an extended layover coming back from a trip to Thailand and decided to go on a dune-bashing tour that included an overnight stay in a Bedouin camp on the edge of the Persian Gulf. The camp was set up to accommodate at least 100 people, but it was just me and my boyfriend that night, along with 10 or so people who worked there. It was absolutely beautiful and remote, with the weather so perfect that we decided to sleep outside on the beach. We found ourselves spending most of the night awake, listening to the water and stargazing. Suddenly we heard what sounded like a small boat going by in the water not more than 100 yards offshore. Although it was around 2 or 3 AM, the boat had its lights off and we could only barely make out its dark shape as it quietly slipped past. My boyfriend motioned for me to be still and we stood in absolute silence until we were confident that the boat had gotten far enough away. We surmised that it was smugglers or someone definitely doing something sketchy who didn't want to be seen. After that, we spent the rest of the night thoroughly creeped out and didn't venture too far away from the camp again. My husband and I were driving around some BLM land in southern Utah trying to find a place to camp for the night. We got to the end of the road and found a spot to pull off and set up camp. There was an old homestead so we went up to check it out before setting up camp. To our surprise, there was a car parked near the cabins but not a single person in sight. The homestead was at the base of some mountains and valleys, there were no trails for these people to be on. Plus, the lights in the car were all on. We thought maybe they had just gone off exploring so we headed back to our truck. On the way back our dogs ran down to the creek bed so went after them. In the dry creek bed was a tarp or tent wrapped up and held down with some rocks. Our dogs were super interested in what was under there and we were definitely not. We got them out of the creek bed and into the truck and drove far away to camp for the night. I hope it was just a weird coincidence and the people were just on a hike. But they still probably came back to a dead battery. I was staying at my uncle's house in India in the country for the summer. He was gone for the summer so I was house sitting. A lot of weird shit happened over those couple months, and I have no explanation. Weirdest of them all was the one I'm about to tell you. It was monsoon season so the power was going out a lot. He had a room, situated in the back of the house on top of a garage I was staying in. It was not connected to the house, so I didn't have an inverter. So on to the story, one night the heavy wind came around 9pm and the power went with it. So I decided to go into the house and go to the room that had power, no AC but a fan is better than nothing. At the time I had a set of DVDs of the Sopranos and was watching it on my laptop. This shit still gives me the freaks. But I went into house, locked the door behind me, went into the room, turned on the fan, and then the light. The light turned on and then flickers and burns out. I didn't give anything to that because I had this huge flashlight with me anyways. So I go to the bed and turn on The Sopranos. The Sopranos is a really good show, so my mind was completely focused on that. Nothing could bother me, but then out of nowhere, I heard something I have no answer for. Somebody or something was in the house. Sounded like the smacking of slippers on your feet while somebody walks around. It happened right across the room's door too. So it scared the shit out of me, because I thought somebody might have gotten inside. But I remember locking the doors, so I was confused. Took my flashlight, and decided to go with the sword in the room and yelled saying whomever is to there come out, you got one chance. Nothing but silence and the sound of the fan from my room. Remember this is India. Robberies happen quite a bit out in the village and people will kill you, that's no joke, so I was scared to death. As I'm about to leave the room, I hear the fridge in the kitchen turn on and the power's back. And the house was completely empty, also the doors were still locked. Still have no idea what that was. But after this strange shit started to occur, like faucets running in rooms that I wasn't using. But I also don't believe in this stuff, so it never really bothered me afterwards because the power did go out again the next couple of days and I went back to that room still. I take a weekly sunset hike through Griffith Park in LA always take the same fire road out after the sun goes down. No flashlight because I know the road well and there's some ambient light from the city. One night, as I'm walking down a straight portion of the road, I see the silhouette of a person walking toward me up the road, maybe 500 feet ahead. I don't think anything of it, and gaze out over the city for a moment or two. When I look back, the person is gone. I get a bit of an odd feeling, but figure there are probably a number of logical reasons why I don't see the person anymore. I keep walking and come up to a familiar landmark on this stretch of the road, a garbage can. Next to the garbage can, however, is a rather large lump-slash-ball-like thing that I don't remember ever seeing before. I start to feel a little more odd or suspicious. I'm staring directly at this lump as I walk past and I can feel the weight that exists when something is aware of your presence. I rationalize that it's just a big rock I hadn't noticed in the past and keep moving. I continue another two-three hundred feet down the road and look back over my shoulder. I see the silhouette of the same person, now walking up the road away from me. The next time I'm on the road I take a minute to examine the area around the garbage can and can't find anything that resembles the lump I saw that night. The only explanation I can think of is that the person saw me coming down the trail, hunched over by the garbage can as I passed, and got up to continue once I was a good distance away. I don't know if the person was afraid of me, or if I should have been afraid of it. My father and a few friends of his used to go out to a ranch in Nevada that was hours away from any human contact to go shooting. Me and my younger family always talked of someday going on our own and they advised against it. Four years ago me and two of my cousins and my brother go on our own in a Subaru Outback and a Ford F-250 to the spot and found a huge broken down brick house with a pool about 30 by 50 foot. We hard heard from my father that the owner of the house used to be a drug dealer from Mexico that my family knew and his house was blown up by some competitors and the family fled. We set up camp in it and slept that night. The following morning we all wake up to go shooting and drove around for a good spot. As we drove we spotted the ranch my father spoke of in the distance and someone waving at us from the front of the house with four others sitting around the side cooking something. We waved back and kept going. We finally found a spot that had a hill to shoot at a bit farther away. After we were done me and my brother went up the same hill to get a view of the area and we saw some clothes and a blanket and went to check it out to find out it was a body that was out in there for a long time. We ran back to the group and got out of there as fast as possible. As we drove back to the main road and down to the city as fast as possible we all started to get reception again with my brother and my phone getting massive amounts of texts. It was from my dad and some of his friends. I called my dad and told him what happened and he said not to call the cops or go back to the ranch. The people who waved at us were drug dealers who took over the house and the body was most likely some old competition that got rid of him and took over the ranch. My brother did eventually call the cops but they never found anything there. Me and a friend decided to go look for some spots to set up for turkey hunting the next week. We were walking around the land next to the local game lands, we had permission, and decided to check out the game lands as well. After a while of walking down deer trails in thick brush we found a nice clearing on top of a hill and thought it might be a nice R to set up but there was a steep almost hole dug out of the center of the hill that was filled with brush and small trees. We thought this might be a good spot to sit and decided to get a closer look so we went around it and I got a closer look for somewhere to sit with a good view when I noticed what looked like a femur then another and another. Turns out this hole was filled with bones, I almost took off before I noticed the first thing not completely decomposed, it was a deer. Looking around a bit more I noticed a lot more decomposing deer and several other animals along with deer skulls but it didn't smell like anything. Around then my friend came over and had seen similar on the other side. Even though we knew it wasn't human remains we still get the F out of there. A pit of corpses is still a pit of corpses human or not. Well I found out later that day from my friend whose land we started out on that's just where the road kill cleaners dump everything. Still weird that it didn't stink from just a few feet away. I am an avid outdoorsman and I have a few stories for you folks that are from my past experiences. I'm going to start with one from a few years ago. I was on a hunting trip with my dad on some land I owned in a very desolate part of a neighboring county perfect right? Well here is what happened. We get to the access road albeit it was more of a logging trail from days gone by but my 4x4 could handle it. So we get to the stopping point of the access and park the truck. I'm getting ready to get out when dad decides we need to stay at the truck for a bit he said something along the lines of not having a flashlight when in reality he wanted a bit more sleep fine whatever right. After about 30 minutes I couldn't wait anymore so I woke him up and we proceeded to get ready. Dad had just put his gun over his shoulder when we heard a blood curling scream off in the distance that put us both on edge. I was ready to leave but dad talked me into going on our way he assumed it was just a bobcat or a fox. I was nervous but I was also carrying a 306 with 220 grain loads and a 45 so I figured I could handle myself if need be plus dad was armed as well. So we head out and we made about a 400 yard hike when we saw it. It being a deer with its entire throat ripped out and blood everywhere we quickly but carefully left the area guns down and loaded. I have personally seen coyotes attack a deer and going for the throat isn't their mo they go for the quarters and drag a deer down. The only thing we can come up with is a big cat of some sort although mountain lions no longer live in the area due to overhunting or ATL East that's what we have always understood to be true. I don't believe in Bigfoot or the like but moments like that really make you wonder. grew up in Detroit, Michigan. At an early age both me and my brother started seeing ghosts or things we couldn't explain, but when I was in middle school things started to get a little weirder. One night I woke up and couldn't fall back to sleep so as I laid on my back staring at the dimly lit ceiling from my night light I felt my stomach turn I looked out my bedroom door, my door was always open and I could see partially into my parents' bedroom. And I thought one of my parents were coming out of their room but it was a tall 6-7 foot man with a brown jacket and brimmed hat. He walked straight towards me, well it was more like gliding but I put my head under my covers and screamed for my parents, the light came on and they asked me what happened but when I told them they chalked it up to being a nightmare. Well this happened about 4-5 or five more times and my mom started to believe me but my dad wasn't really convinced that the brown jacket man was real. When I started high school my dad had put two additions on our house a huge back room and an entire second floor. Me and my brother shared the second floor during high school. The main big room was our bedroom and we had a walk-in closet slash bathroom. It was here where we had the scariest encounter of our lives. Our beds sat about 4-5 feet off the floor and our room at night glowed a dark blue from our ceiling fan's blue light. And one night I was lying there trying to sleep when I heard the voice of a man, but it sounded sped up and playing backwards. I had heard this before with other encounters in our home, but it was coming from our closet slash bathroom. And that's when I heard my brother say, dude, do you hear that? I was so relived that he was awake, but I couldn't believe he heard it too. So I replied, the voice that sounds like it's talking backwards. Yeah, I hear it. We both sat up in our beds and the voice kept talking. We started to hear footsteps with the voice which was now pacing back and forth, then the door handle started freaking out, I am getting chills just typing and rethinking about this, so I leaned over my bed rail so I could see the door handle shaking, my brother looked as if he was gonna jump out of his bed and run down the damn stairs. But then the door opened and I instantly said what do you see? Because the way my brother's bed was positioned he could see right into the closet but he said he saw nothing in the doorway and then slam, the door whipped shut and he jumped out of bed and turned on the lights. We finally got our courage up and opened the door and checked both the closet and bathroom but nothing was in there and the voice had ceased. We thought maybe it was one of our cats but nothing was in there and the windows were shut too. I got back in my bed and my brother stood next to me and we talked about what the hell just happened, when suddenly I noticed something out of the corner of my eye. I was looking at my brother but he noticed it too because we both turned to look at the same time and this white cloud looking thing shot under our futon and we both froze. We looked under the futon but once again nothing. We stayed up for a couple hours that night discussing what happened and we still discuss it to this day. As time went on the door handle would occasionally flip out again and the door would open and slam, some of my friends witnessed this as well. And me and my brother saw the hat man a couple times in the early morning standing in the middle of our room. My dad would tell us why would there be ghosts upstairs? I just built it, why would it be haunted? My mom however finally believed us one day as I stayed home sick from school, we were watching a movie in the family room, which was right under me and my brother's bedroom, and we heard the closet door fly open upstairs and something ran across the room and then ran back to the closet and it slammed closed, my mom turned her head to me and she freaked out, what EF was that she said and I just replied with c, I told you, other things were often heard too, I would often hear a little girl laughing or talking she would even say my name from time to time, one time she whispered high into my ear as I was laying in my bed one morning, My brother and I had a theory that ghosts were connected to this old baseball bat that was found in my parents' closet when they first moved in the house. It was a dark red wooden bat that had the year 1901 on it. We still have the bat but my brother has since sanded it down and made it smooth which I did not agree with but he did it anyway. We moved out of the house in the late 2000s but the hat man followed and so did some activity. No reverse talking ghosts though, Sometimes I thought of ringing the doorbell and asking the new family that lives there if they have experienced anything. The last time I saw the hat man was a few years ago maybe 2012 or 2013, I was experimenting with lucid dreaming slash astral travel and one night I awoke with sleep paralysis and sometimes I wouldn't see anything during sleep paralysis and other times I would see shadow people or a black thing sitting on my chest but this time the hat man was at the foot of my bed and he had two children with him one at each side. Both of these kids looked old timey, they were dressed as if they wee from the early 1900s. One was a boy maybe around the age of 10-12 and he had an old looking suit on and the other was a little girl in a white dress she was probably 6-7 years old and I instantly thought that's the girl that said hi. And then they vanished. While working on the Raceland Rail facility, I had gotten stuck in a patch of mud after some light rain the day before. I was surprised that the mud was different from the rest of the dirt road and went back to investigate why I got stuck. Upon walking to the mud patch I noticed something that didn't belong. Sticking up out the mud was huge bone. Its color was something I knew just a gut instinct was human. I collected it up and reported it to the company safety saying that I believe it was human and upon a quick google search deemed it highly likely to be a human femur bone. After a couple of days I was curious as to why police never showed up and if it was turned over to the proper authorities. He said he just chucked it out his buggy on the way to the foreman's office. Said it would have seriously delayed the project and that the bayous held a bunch of mysteries. Said that the reason the mud was so soft was that they had dumped trucks bring in more fill dirt to level the road and that a bunch of bodies go missing into the bayou. I was shaken as I was not from the area and torn between my morals and wanting to make it home in one piece. There was a bunch of stories of people working there tied into the mafia and people finding bodies in the bayous all the time. Even once had a neo-Nazi come up to my work truck to explain that there was a gas line not marked via traditional GPS surveys. I told him I wasn't the guy and that the office was down the road a bit. I called my mom for advice and she said that I had to do what I have to just to make it home for my wife and kids. Growing up I lived in northern New Mexico in the mountains. When I was little I didn't have much concept of the dangers of wild animals. There was one day I was in our front yard and I was playing by myself when my mom came out and called me inside. She was kind of panicky and weird. Turns out there was a black bear not 20 feet from me and I was totally oblivious. Another time not long after that we went on a walk down the gravel road by our house. Our neighbor's dog came with us because he was a good boy. We got about a quarter of a mile down the road and the road got narrow and the woods sort of crept up really close and were dense, my mom was pushing a double stroller with my siblings in it. All of a sudden the dog starts acting really weird growling and pushing my mom back towards our house. So she thought it was really weird and we turned around. We heard later that day that there was a mountain lion sighting right around where we were. I bet little 5 year old me looked like a pretty tasty treat. A couple of years ago, my partner and I had freshly moved into a shared rental where I'd be closer to work. At the time I didn't have my license so my partner would take me every Friday to work at the local country veterinary clinic. On said five-minute trips back and forth to work on Friday mornings and evenings, we had spotted an abandoned farmhouse located next to the local abattoir, packed to the irrigation channel at the end of the driveway, with large trees and shrubs, obviously been abandoned for a long time for established trees to have barricaded the only entrance. One of our favorite things to do was to adventure into the abandoned, so one of the following nights we decided to drag along a housemate to check it out with us. Visit number one to get to this house. We had to cross the, at the time flooded, irrigation channel in the neighboring swampy paddock. After lots of walking through slop, hiding from passing cars and abattoir workmen, we finally managed to scale across another channel to be in the yard of said abandoned house. Before entering the house itself we checked out the shed, full of 70s era furniture and garbage really, and an old school book belonging to a teenager from many years ago, with pictures of Brendan Fraser plastered all over the back and front cover, you. We entered the house and discovered it was abandoned as its construction contained asbestos. Nothing happened that night and we set off back home to have that much needed shower. Visit number two after a few months we decided to take another friend to come see this creepy house, this time hoping to stay longer to really get to know this place. All the same process of entering, and this time we went straight to the front door. My partner stood on the front step, reached for the handle then we heard hurried footsteps, humanoid stride, starting at the end closest to us to the far side of the house. We all paused and looked at each other sorta freaking out. My partner insisted that we continue the adventure, so he opened the door. The first thing we noticed was that the closet in the entrance was open, when it wasn't last time, and the second thing we noticed, although this time was closer to summer, the house got very cold. After inspecting the cupboard, I then closed it. Before we made ourselves comfortable we checked every room to make sure no one was there, checked every cupboard and hideaway. Once we established there was no squatters or humans other than ourselves in the house, we decided to do the old dreaded circle thing to talk to what we thought may be a ghost. We made a circle in the kitchen of the house, me, my partner, and my very hard to scare female friend, who seemed to be enjoying all this. My partner and friend were too shy to speak out, so I started, by asking is anyone there? No reply, I then proceeded to blabber on saying things like we won't hurt you, we just want to know if you're here and we promise we won't take anything. After a while of no response, apart from growing amounts of cold, I gave up in my mind, but before I could say I give up the cupboard in the front entrance, which was behind me, started to creak open. I first thought yeah we touched that though, could just be a loose door, but as I turned around those same hurried footsteps rushed from behind me to out the front of the house. No one was there, just empty footsteps. Of course my reaction was this is messed up, let's go home now and we rushed home pretty quick that time. We have since been to visit the house to show another friend, but it was clear the house had been disturbed by squatters, so there was no paranormal that night, just the usual marks of the degenerate society in an abandoned house. A couple years ago when I was still in high school, my friend and I were walking along a long and lonesome road in southern Pennsylvania. We were bored as hell and looking for bottles alongside the road to smash against rocks and trees, just talking about nothing as we went along. Very few cars travel that road, and for a long time we didn't see any so we just walked in the road now and then. I don't remember when I noticed, but the entire world turned red. It was as if a red curtain was pulled in front of the sun and washed everything in a light crimson tinge. It started as bad, and I'm glad he was there to confirm it, because I thought I was going crazy or having a stroke or something. When nothing happened for a while we just kept walking, but I felt extremely on edge, like something was very wrong. Eventually the red light faded after what felt like forever but was probably 10 or 15 minutes. I have never seen or heard of anything like it before or since. I was with my friends at a cottage in middle of the forest. Secluded as F. We went there to party hard and spent three days being completely crap-faced. We had just as much hard alcohol as we had water. So this night when it's after midnight we decide to take a stroll to a nearby Jewish graveyard we're in Czech Republic on German border. I don't know why there is cemetery over there, there is literally no civilization all around it. Well, so we set off. We have to follow a dirt trail through a very dense forest with no other light source other than my camera's orange focusing light which, surprise, barely illuminated anything. Needles to say we were s-faced. We barely walked. I had my German shepherd with me who kept running back and forth, making sure his herd of friends is safe. Fast forward to cementery, nothing weird has happened. We poked around, did some silly crap and then decided to return. Once we are going through the most claustrophobic area of the forest, I can hear a rustling in the bushes. Something moving, very very loudly. I use focus on my camera for the little orange light and see a figure, so I click the button to take a picture with a flash. Everyone screamed as we saw a person who yelled back gibberish and continued to walk towards us like a freaking zombie. We set off and run. My doggo probably confused starts to bark and runs with us. It's only that we stopped running that one of our friends yells back at us that we're idiots and that it's one of our buddies who got lost on the way to cemetery. Later he passed out so we had to drag him back. I told the F that it wasn't the best idea to bring rum with him. Kinda upset at our mids later. What if we completely forgot about him? He had to have been alone for more than 30 minutes while barely conscious. I was walking my dog very early one morning and I was the only person out at the time. It was winter, so it was quite cold and the streets were icy. All of a sudden, from behind me, I heard this low, guttural growling noise. I turned around and I saw way way up the street behind me a man walking my way. I thought surely it couldn't be him making the noise, as he seemed too far away. Anyway, I dismissed it and kept walking. A couple of minutes later, I heard it again, only this time, it was right behind me. My dog starts freaking out, barking and trying to get at whatever it was making this noise. This time, I didn't look behind me, I just started walking faster. The growls became louder and longer. It was the weirdest thing, it sounded like a cross between a demon and an animal. Anyway, I practically dragged my dog to our house and slammed the door. I ran to the window and looked out. There was nothing there. I told my husband. He just shrugged his shoulders and dismissed the whole thing. After it happened, I bought a vial of pepper spray. My grandparents were born in Mexico, late 20s and early 30s, and this story takes place in the mid 40s. They had moved into a super small town in mountains of Jalisco. I've been to it once when I was smaller and it was fairly beautiful and everyone there was super nice except for when you mention who they call la señora. Basically the story as my grandmother tells it is that she and my grandpa had been living there for about two-third months and had begun to get familiarized with how the town functioned, time everyone gets up, goes to sleep etc. The town was fairly normal except for the fact that at night, no one went outside. One night they decided to go to a newly made friend's house on the other side of the town. After staying late into the night, they decided it was best for them to walk back to their house. Their friend advised them that it would be best if they just stay the night because he didn't want them to be scared if they came across something to which they asked what exactly it was he was talking about basically the town is haunted by a woman dressed in black victorian-esque clothing that is usually spotted around the center plaza during the dead of night the locals have no actual name for her other than la señora or whatever random name they call her in order to try and quell their fears and downplay her existence despite the friends request to have them spend the night there they were not superstitious at all at the time so they shrugged off the requests They decided to walk back as it wouldn't take them more than ten minutes to reach their house. They left the friend's house around 3 A. and began making their walk back to their house when they saw her. A woman dressed in all black standing near a lamppost in the town plaza. My grandma remembers the air becoming fairly cold and a sense of despair filling every inch of her being as they got closer and closer to this thing. My grandpa proceeded to grab tight of my grandma as they got within eight feet of the woman. Roads in the town are extremely narrow so you don't have much room to go around people. My grandma went on to tell me how the lady wasn't actually standing on the ground but rather floating a few inches off the ground. Her face was fairly hard to make out at first but as they passed her and got within an arm's reach, her face became clear as day. It was pale expressionless and looked as if she had been drowned but the scariest part of it all was that her eyes were just empty black sockets. My grandparents quickly put it into high gear and ran to their house but not without taking a look back to see where the lady had gone. To their surprise she had disappeared, cliche as hell but that's what they say happened in the story. The next day they saw their friend and told them what happened to which he instructed them to never speak of it again. My grandparents had told this story to us about 10 times or so before their deaths and each time they told it they began crying so I'm more inclined to believe their story more than I would anybody else's for the simple fact that at 88 and 75 years old, they would still cry in fear.